This is Wisconsin's Weekend Morning News with Libby Collins. And a very good Sunday morning to you. Well, I heard Wyatt talk about the S word, snow. So let's bring in TMJ4 meteorologist Brendan Johnson. And Brendan, say it isn't so. I mean, I, oh, I don't say know, it. No, I, I don't know about you. <laughs> I have been in summer mode for the last mm. four days or so, where I, you know, I got all, all the summer clothes. Mm-hmm. I was out on the deck. I was getting some sun. Mm-hmm. I was enjoying mm-hmm. it. I even went out and bought some plants. <laughs> <laughs> getting oh, ready. my goodness. Yeah, I know. I know. What was I thinking? And I, I mean, I was, I was like totally in. And now all of a sudden, you're talking about what? Yeah, a little bit of that winter weather uh, kind of trying to creep back in, Libby. I mean, you you sound like you, you were just set to go right into spring. Forget about it. Hey, I was All snow's canceled. I was, I was getting oh, my, my gosh. suits on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, give it to uh, Wisconsin. Uh, it's not going to let you go that easily into spring and summer. Uh, winter, uh, yeah, it's trying to make uh, a last appearance, maybe last, you mm-hmm. never know. Um, but uh, at least in Milwaukee and southeastern Wisconsin, it's not that bad. Uh, a good chunk of the state, the western uh, part of the state, actually under a winter storm warning tonight into tomorrow morning. Now, when you say the western part of the state, because I know a lot of people have family and they're headed there for mm-hmm. business or maybe for visits or whatever. Where, where are we talking about it really getting hit? So I'm really talking about, um, you know, anywhere from the Dells over to pretty much the Mississippi River and then Mm. all the way through northern Wisconsin. So it's that sliver really north and west of Madison all the way up past La Crosse into the northern section of the state. Uh, So, I mean, really, if you cut Wisconsin in half, uh, you know, from north to south, I mean, the western half of the state really is looking at the brunt of this. The big problem, Libby, is that even though it's been so warm, uh, this system that's going to come through. It's going to rapidly strengthen today. The winds are going to pick up too. Uh, but we get one inch per hour snowfall rates are greater in this winter storm warned area. That's going to overcome the warm ground. So they're expecting several inches of snow and fortunately going to have an impact on the roads in that when, part of the state. When you say several inches, like how many inches might oh, they yes. get? So really looking at about uh, four to six inches of accumulations, uh, you know, for folks that are probably just west of Madison. So I'm talking like Sauk and Iowa County, so over by Dodgeville, probably up towards the Dells. But you go a little bit farther to the north, I'm talking, let's say, La Crosse up to Black River Falls, Mauston, Toma, uh, even Prairie du Chien, even a little bit farther west, you could be seeing more than that, six plus inches. It's wow. all about where these heavier bands set up and if we're able to get those high snowfall rates for an extended period of time we could get up to 10 inches or even more than that and they're calling for 6 to 12 it's a pretty big range in some areas of this winter storm warning uh, but then you go into you know southeastern Wisconsin Milwaukee uh, just not going to see those high snowfall rates here's what I'm wondering you just you know yeah you know I mentioned yeah. about jumping the gun going out and buying mm-hmm something to plant so sure in the yard i mean you know i'm seeing daffodils i'm seeing some of my hostas come up i'm seeing buds sure. trees. It, if we get snow and if it really gets chilly this week how's that going to affect those you know, um, let me tell you, I'm going to be quite honest with you, Libby. I am not a green thumb. I honestly have <laughs> the most limited knowledge when it comes to planting. But if you are somebody that does have plants and they are sensitive, you know they're sensitive to cold temperatures, um, it's going to be a good idea to bring those in. Hopefully you didn't plant them right in the ground just quite yet in the season because we still do have, you know, opportunity for cold temperatures in the morning. Now, if you did, probably yeah, might want to te- cover those tonight. Thanks for telling yeah. you, <laughs> Might want to cover those tonight and and especially Tuesday morning because those numbers are going to get awfully close to freezing. All right. Well, listen, Brendan, it is always great to start off a Sunday morning with you. Thank you so much for sticking around and talking to us. Absolutely. You take care, Libby. All right. We'll be watching you on TMJ4. We've got a busy show ahead today. Of course, Mark Cass is going to join us. We're going to hear a little bit more about Cardinal Stritch and how that's going to affect the community, as well as a lot of those students. Uh, We've also got the Week in Review today. It is National Parkinson's Awareness Month. We're going to hear a little bit about that. Also, oh, I should have asked Brendan about that. It is got to watch out for weather this week because it's it's severe weather awareness week yep we'll talk about that 
Matt Miller's going to be here. There's a new Nicolas Cage movie out. And this one I think is going to take the cage. Take take the the cake for Nicolas Cage. It's it's so over the top. Dominic Catrodio is here with Sports Wyatt's in the newsroom. Isaac's pushing those buttons. It's a busy day ahead on Wisconsin weekend morning news. Those temperatures, as Brendan was just told you, they are going to be dropping throughout the day. Right now we have 54 degrees at 813 and WTMJ. Light the beam in Sacramento. What a night for the Kings in their first playoff victory in nearly 17 years. One more. Fox walks into the three. Here's your answer. De'Aaron Fox is him. Mark Jones on the call from ESPN. The Kings survive a late rally against the Warriors. 126-123 the final. They end the NBA's longest playoff victory drought at 16 years and 351 days. Elsewhere, as the NBA playoffs tipped off on Saturday, the 76ers defeated the Nets 121-101. The Celtics dominated the Hawks 112-99. The Knicks knocked off the Cavs on the road 101-97. And tonight, the Bucks are back in action. Game one of their best-of-seven series with the Miami Heat. Tip-off is at 4.30. Our coverage starts at 3 right here on WTMJ, live from Viser Forum. Out West, the Brewers taking on the Padres. They had a hot start in this one. Lugo's 2-1 pitch, and Winker rips it down the right field line. That's going to drop in there for a base hit. Extra bases for Winker. Yelich is being waved around third. Here's the relay to the plate, and Yelich slides in there with the left hand safely. Jesse Winker with an RBI double, and the Brewers take a 1-0 lead. Lane Grindle on the call. Despite leading 2-0 after one, the Brewers would actually fall in this one by a 10-3 final. Here's manager Craig Council. We got men on base. Just, you know, we, we, we just missed the next hit for the rest of the game, really. You know, we created a lot of traffic. It's just a day, so multiple innings with, with guys on, just missing the next hit. The finale of this four-game series is today. You can hear it over on 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee. Starting at 310, it'll be you, Darvish, against Wade Miley. For WTMJ Sports, I'm Dominic Catronio. Thanks a lot, Dominic. I'm Libby Collins. And still ahead, we've got Mark Cass. If you're a Bucks fan, you're probably wondering, well, how is their participation in the playoffs going to affect us business-wise in downtown Milwaukee? Mark will tell you. It's all ahead on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News, 54 degrees at 817. Oh, yeah. Brenda Johnson on here a few minutes ago from uh, TMJ4. We were talking about that weather, and boy, if you're headed north or west, you better watch out. But right around here in uh, the greater Milwaukee area, southeastern Wisconsin, we better watch out, too. We were so spoiled the last couple days, hitting 80 and above. Well, guess what? Our high today is only going to be 59, and then those temperatures are going to start to fall. And we're already seeing some indication of that because there's a little bit of rain out there throughout the area, depending on where you are. Now, as the day goes on and it gets colder, that is going to start to change. We've got a chance of a mixture of some snow showers. That's right. Anywhere from just a trace on grassy areas to maybe as much as two inches, 33 degrees overnight. I had the air on again last night. Can you believe that? All right. uh, Then tomorrow, light snow. High of 42. Tuesday looks sunny again. Well, that's good. We'll be back up to 50. And then Wednesday, 53 with a few more rain showers and storms. And Thursday, another chance of rain and 58 for a high. Right now, temperatures dropping. Port Washington, you are at 47 degrees already. Uh, Franklin, you've got 54. Tosa's at 55. We have 54 degrees at uh, 820 on WTMJ. And it is time to check in with our good friend, Mark Cass, editor-in-chief of the Milwaukee Business Journal. Well, Mark Cass, nice and fresh back from vacation. It's good to have you here. But you came back to Milwaukee with a huge news story, and that was that Cardinal Stritch University is going to be shutting down in May. What were the business reasons, and what's been the reaction so far? Really, when you looked at it, it was a real surprise. Really, no one knew it was going to happen. There had no kind of rumblings, no rumors going around. It just kind of happened. And I think it really surprised people. And really what was going on here was years and years of losses. They really lost their enrollment over the years. They were up around 4,400. At the end here, they're around 1,200 or 1,300 right in there. So I think that was part of it. They just couldn't recover from the pandemic, which, of course, it hit all colleges throughout the country, but hit smaller ones the hardest because of the revenue loss. And they just really couldn't make it work. I think the most surprising thing here, Libby, 
was that they didn't reach out and try to start a campaign. They have a lot of well-known alumni here in town, and you would have thought, as I'm sure you get calls all the time from your college where you went asking for money. I know I get one virtually every week to mine asking for money, that they didn't try some sort of campaign. Well-known people in Milwaukee went there and have been supporters of it, but nothing. No, this is just going to close, and the impact is really going to be felt throughout the community. You're going to see these students now. All of a sudden, they're you know having to scramble to see where they're going to end up in fall. The other thing I've heard from people is that the students that were there were from all over the city of Milwaukee not just from the North Shore. They were from the city. So it really offered a lot of opportunities for kids to have an education, which then would lead to a job. So this is a big loss to the city. Have we heard of any other local universities that are saying that they will allow those credits to carry over? If they enroll yeah. in their schools. Yeah, we heard that right away. A number of schools in the area from Alverno to other colleges are going to step up and help as they can. All those students are going to have to figure it out. And then we haven't even talked about the employees, right? You obviously have the instructors, you have the people that work there who are going to be out of a job in May. So this is a big deal. It's one that we haven't seen in years and years really in the area. I mean, having a college close is a rare occurrence, which is a good thing. But on the other hand, when it does happen, it has a ripple effect on things. The other thing that would be interesting to watch, Libby, is what happens there next. That's a site in the North Shore. We all know where it is, what the highway there is see it on the hill north of Bayshore, and it's going to be a very hot site, I think. I think they're going to get a lot of interest from some of the people in terms of the real estate community looking at that site. Could it be a site for housing? Could it be a site for retail? Could it be a site for office? I would not be shocked if six months to a year from now, you see a Starbucks on that site with some high-end apartments. Who owns that property? These sisters do, and they actually run the college, so... You know, we'll see what happens in terms of that. But I expect a lot of interest from a lot of individuals in town in terms of the redevelopment of that. You mentioned that it's an order of nuns that owns it. You wonder yep, if there's going to be a similar situation as what happened in Elm Grove with the School Sisters of Notre Dame uh, and that property. Right, with the housing. Yeah. Right, with the housing. And it ended up in an argument, remember, over what was going to happen there. And this would be a fascinating one to watch. A lot of people are focused right now on the college closing. But I think long term, the focus now becomes that site. Where do you find 30 acres right in the middle of the community open like this for a big redevelopment? Mm, exactly. Well, I know the Milwaukee Business Journal this week took a look at some of the top grocery store chains around the area by market share. Who's the leader and how's that changed you, over the years? Who do you think? Who would you say should be on top of this list? Are we talking about a local one or are we talking yes, about a national one? For, local and national because it actually started here. I'm sure you're not surprised that number one is Pick and Save. Had kind of held the lead here. But number two was a surprise to me and it's been that way for a couple of years and that's Walmart. Walmart really has a large presence here in terms of a grocery store and you know we've seen those stores increase over the years with Walmarts and then adding it to Targets. You see those multi-use stores but Pick and Save is the leader and has been the solid leader for years. Shrunk a bit as more more players are out there. You know, you see Fresh Time, you see Sandix, you see Woodman's, but they still are the leader here. All right. Well, there's big healthcare news again this week with this again. planned merger <laughs> of one of Milwaukee's largest healthcare systems and Freighter Health with Theta Care from Appleton. Right. Why are they doing this? This is about efficiencies. This is about becoming larger because it's easier to operate. We saw it in 2022 with the closing of the Atrium Health and Advocate Aurora deal. And that's a huge deal, made them one of the largest health systems in the country. Now you have our second largest health system in Wisconsin that's merging with Theta Care of Appleton. It's about efficiencies. I'm sure. Unfortunately, you're going to see some layoffs here because you're going to cut costs. And in the long run, they're promising to look at health care costs. Now, you know, we've heard this before, and it's a question I've been asked all week. Will this reduce our health care costs? We haven't seen that in the past. We hope it does because obviously health care costs in Milwaukee and in Wisconsin are very high and are some of the highest in the country. But this is about efficiencies. This is about staying long term and really competing because health care organizations, as I said earlier about colleges, health care organizations were hit hard during the pandemic, doing those surgeries and things they were doing. They lost that revenue. But this one will be interesting to watch because of the impact it will have here locally. Now, what about this 11-story, 130-room hotel proposed for Brady yeah. Street? It was recommended for approval. Yep. What can this mean to this area? of the city. Really an interesting one, and I really hadn't thought about this recently, but if you look at from downtown up north to Glendale, there's no hotels, right? We obviously have a lot of hotels here in the downtown, but no hotels on the east side. So here you have a new hotel in a very hectic area on Brady and Farwell. I think it's going to be great for that area. Add more energy, more activity. They're going to kind of squeeze it in on a small site. It's going to be very tall. It's going to have a rooftop and everything. So it'll be interesting to watch how they handle it. But I think there's just a lot of excitement about this because what it means in the neighborhood, it's redevelopment of a site not very attractive right now, bringing energy and activity there that, that I think will help the area and offering a service that's not yet there offered. So I think that's good for the area. And of course, it's kind of close to Pfizer Forum, which is going to really be exciting later on yeah. this afternoon when the 
Bucks kick off wow. the NBA playoffs. Now, what yep. does this mean once again for this team and also for businesses in that surrounding area? You know, the energy and activity, you're already hearing it throughout the end of the week and Friday and over the weekend, they started to hear the buzz that's going on with that. A lot of excitement. I live in the area. Love to see the activity. Walk to the games. I'll be there on Sunday afternoon and just excitement. But the thing it does, Libby, is it brings individuals in who spend money at the bars, at the restaurants, at the stores, just bringing activity throughout the area. And if they have a long run, we all remember 21. We all remember what happened in June of that year and into July when they won the championship. 60,000 throughout the area. Now, I'm not sure we'll see crowds again like that because of some things already happening in the area with the opening of the Trade Hotel and some other things. But just the energy activity it brings is great for the city. I think them having a long run is good for the city both here and both nationally and internationally because it brings a lot of attention to Milwaukee. Giannis, obviously everything he does, but if they're able to win another championship, it's big for the city and for the future. So the next few weeks are going to be very exciting. I'm hoping it's a long run. I'm hoping there's a lot of money spent from both here in Milwaukee and from other cities who come here for those games. You're going to be there courtside today. I don't say courtside, but I will be in the stands. I'll be looking for you. I'll be waving. <laughs> I'm sure you'll have a cheese head on and a bone thing. I'm not wearing a cheese head. I'm wearing antlers. You're wearing antlers. <laughs> well, All right. I, the... You are a true fan. I love that. <laughs> All right, Mark has Always great to have you here. Always good to talk to you. You have a great week, Libby. Isaac, maybe you know. Do they have cheese heads with antlers on them? I would not be surprised. That is something, if they don't have it, they need to get it. Because that, that would be a big seller. Million dollar idea. There you go. And I want I want residuals. All right, it is 827. That temperature is going to be dropping throughout the day. I mean, we're at 54 right here at WTMJ right now, but it's going to be going down and down. And we've got some rain throughout the area. We'll keep an eye on that. Wyatt's going to have all of that weather for you in just a couple minutes. Oh, and by the way, speaking of the Bucks, uh, Justin Garcia is going to join us after the 9 o'clock news to talk about the game, what it looks like game day, Who's injured? Who's going to be playing? What do we need to watch for? That's all ahead right here on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. Well, we've got a busy half hour coming up here after the news. We've got uh, Matt Miller here. Are you a Nick Cage fan, Wyatt? I actually saw Renfield yesterday. Oh, you did? (laughs) Yes. Okay, well, don't tell us what you thought. Because we're going to wait for Matt to tell us. And he, I guess Nick Cage does not play Renfield. He plays Dracula. He definitely does play Dracula. Over the top. Yep. All right. Can't wait to hear about that film. Looks like it's an interesting one. But, but right now it's 830. And from the WTMJ Breaking News Center is Wyatt Barmore Pooley. Welcome back. I'm Libby Collins on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. A little bit later on this half hour, Matt Miller is going to join us from onmilwaukee.com. He has seen the new Nick Cage Dracula movie. I guess it's called Renfield. And can't wait to hear all about it. I guess uh, Wyatt saw it too. And it's getting some pretty interesting reviews. Right now, though, at uh, 836, tragedy strikes downtown Louisville. Warm weather brings raging wildfires, a new take on old streets, and so much more. It's a week of review brought to you by Outdoor Living Unlimited. What we do here is go back, 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 back. Two officers have been killed following a shooting in Barron County Saturday. 32-year-old Shatek police officer Emily Breidenbach and 23-year-old Cameron police officer Hunter Scheel were conducting a traffic stop based on a warrant as well as to check the welfare of the driver. This is going to be a tough week for Shatek kids. It's going to be a tough week for us, but we'll get through and uh, with God's help and with each other's help. We stood there and talked and she talked about what a beautiful day it was and it was way too nice to be indoors writing reports. I never in a million years thought a couple hours later I would never see or talk to her again. From Emily dancing in the football stands to Hunter at National Night Out with kids playing in the squad, this is why we do what we do here in Barron County. Stop right now. Office workers were starting their week when the first shots were fired before 9 in the morning. Well, my son might be he doesn't have a gun and he's heading toward the old national. Like you all, I'm really fatigued and frustrated on this non-stop vicious cycle of deadly shootings in our nation. This is the town I grew up in. These are my teenage years. You think of those times, it's like, oh, this can't happen. Were those fun memories happen? I don't know how long it's going to take to heal from this mass shooting. After examining all options, this decision was necessary. Private Catholic University Cardinal Stritch in Milwaukee announcing that it is closing its doors in May. 
we're like, is this, is this really happening? Like, are they gonna just tell us that it's all a joke or something? This is obviously the first. I'm not sure who's next, but I wouldn't be surprised if there was another one. Things financially haven't been going the best. It wasn't a complete surprise, though still, you know, very sad. What they did was they taught us that we could just manage almost any aspect of a workplace. Freighter announcing plans to merge with Theta Care based out of Nina. Fusion. The merger will add much-needed doctors to Wisconsin's North Woods. Partnering with ThetaCare to deliver residents and medical students into that environment can only help. A large hotel on Milwaukee's east side is one step closer to reality. The developers want to make the most money they possibly can from building the most lavish project on site they can. It's not serving the neighborhood need. Won't somebody please think of the... NIMBY! Just listen to this... Little nugget of wisdom from a guy from Spooner. I hear a lot about this uh, surplus. How is it possible that we have a surplus if there's all this need out there? You're not doing your job. I couldn't say it any better than that. We are not being served. It is ridiculous. A red flag warning is in place. If a fire were to spark, it could spread quickly. A fire closing a stretch on I-94 from the west central Wisconsin town of Toma all the way up to Black River Falls. While a cause hasn't been determined. Prescribed burns were taking place on the base all week. We are going to do a really in-depth investigation on this, but our focus right now is to ensure the safety of personnel and get this get this contained and put out. Milwaukee firefighters battling a three-alarm blaze this afternoon near 19th and Burnham. The wind-driven fires do cause these fires to extend uh, that's what happened today. We have now learned that those fires have produced fatalities. Yeah. And there's also a personal connection, a strong personal connection. On the phone, a lifelong Milwaukeean, my boyfriend, who has a connection to this neighborhood, Mike Jakubowski. The one to the south is where my father was born and grew up. The one to the other side is where my mother was born and grew up. Please grant parole eligibility so that the family and I can move forward and heal. Ultimately, though, the judge said... No parole, life imprisonment. That belongs in a museum! Milwaukee Revealed will have shades of the current MPM favorite. We wanted to take the nostalgia and the legacy of that exhibit forward into an equally immersive experience. What a week, eh? What a week. Happy birthday! Ladies and gentlemen, The Weekend. And The Weekend Review is sponsored by Outdoor Living Unlimited. It's 840. Coming up, we got your forecast. We've got 54 degrees or 53 degrees starting to drop here at WTMJ. But we get your whole forecast after this. And also, it is Severe Weather Awareness Week this week. We're going to hear more about that and what to watch for. It's all ahead on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. Well, we've had a really really storm-ridden spring, Michelle Reinen from DATCAP. And I know the week of April 17th through the 21st is Severe Weather Awareness Week. And besides keeping an eye on the skies and, and checking, uh, you know, forecasts to see what's coming, what are some things that consumers need to know if their homes, if their businesses have been affected by one of these storms? Yeah, if you've been impacted, one of the things we want consumers to be aware of is traveling crews that appear in your neighborhood or your communities to help. Now, this can be a great thing if it's a neighboring community that's coming over to assist and those businesses are just helping the other local businesses to support the community through any devastation. But if these individuals are coming from many states away and they just swoop in and are swooping out after storms, that is what we call storm chasers. And they're often moving in quickly from town to town. And we are concerned about some of the practices we typically see. And that is offering to repair damaged home using high pressure sale tactics. They may try very high prices for what they claim will be a quick fix. They could say, okay, pay me cash now. I'll be back tomorrow morning first thing, and they never show up to complete the work. Or they'll provide you a really low estimate, that kind of too-good-to-be-true deal. And then when the work is all done, they'll demand a much larger final payment, and they typically never put these offers in writing to you so you don't really have a lot of ground to stand on when making your claim that they said that the cost would be less. So a lot of tactics to be concerned with, and that's why we hope people will prepare for these storms and potential damages in advance 
by really putting together a contact list or their go-to list should different things happen to their home so they don't have to be responsive to these storm chasers. And again, if you think that you've been taken advantage of, give us that consumer hotline. Call 1-800-422-7128. Michelle Reinoff and Jack Cap, always a pleasure to have you here. Well, thank you. Always great to be available. 53 degrees at 845. You're one minute away from Dominic Catronio and Sports right here on WTMJ. Milwaukee Bucks playoff basketball returns tonight at Pfizer Forum as the Bucks kick off their series with the Miami Heat. Our coverage starts at 3 o'clock right here on WTMJ for a 4.30 tip-off for the best-of-seven series, rematching the two teams from the 2021 first round. Elsewhere on Saturday in the NBA playoffs, the 76ers defeated the Nets 121-101 to behind a double-double from James Harden. The Celtics knocked off the Hawks 112-99 to to open that series. Jalen Brown had 29-12. The Knicks beat the Cavs in Cleveland 101-97 despite 38 from Donovan Mitchell. And the Kings, yes, Sacramento can rejoice. Their first playoff win in nearly 17 years. They defeat the Warriors 126 to 123. Elsewhere today, the Lakers and the Grizzlies in Memphis will tip at 2 o'clock. The Clippers and Suns out in Phoenix at 7. And the Timberwolves and the Nuggets finish the night in Denver at 9.30. Yesterday, it was all Padres in Game 3 of the series with the Brewers. 2-0 pitch. Hit in the air into center. Backing up Mitchell. Back onto the track. Turning around. It's gone. Second home run of the day, Jake Cronenworth. Josh Maurer on the call here on WTMJ, manager Craig Council. You know, we got two quick outs. They did a nice job uh, putting together a rally, you know, after the first two hitters to, to collect three runs. They got a little swing and bond to extend the inning and just put some base hits together so that, you know, give them some credits. The Padres would win the game 10-3, to but there was a scary moment in this one for the Brewers. Rookie reliever Gus Varlin was struck by a comebacker off the bat of Manny Machado. Luckily, his hand got in the way before striking him in the jaw. X-rays were negative. He's considered day-to-day. Today, the finale of that series, it'll be at 310 on 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee. For WTMJ Sports, I'm Dominic Catronio. Thanks a lot, Dominic. It's 848, 53 degrees. That temperature is going to be dropping. We're going to be down to 33 overnight, and that's when... Oh, no. Chance of snow. We'll tell you about that a little bit later on. Matt Miller's up next, and uh, he's got some interesting views on Nicolas Cage and Renfield. It's all ahead on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. Whoa, it's not Halloween. Halloweenish at the movies. Joining us is media critic and pop culture editor from onmilwaukee.com. It's Matt Miller. All right, got to ask you because that's that's Bach, I believe, and uh, that that's got a lot to do with this new Nicolas Cage movie. Uh, tell us a little bit about this one, Matt, because the previews on it just make me laugh. Yeah, so it's called Renfield. It is a new horror comedy action movie about uh, Dracula's famed assistant, Renfield, living in modern times, having to take care of Dracula, created right, by Nicolas Cage. All right, now, now Renfield, if you saw the original Bela Lugosi um, movie with Dracula and yes. then also some of the parodies afterwards, he was the guy who ate the flies, right? Yes, yeah, he, he okay. kind of becomes his little henchman. Okay, yeah, but he liked to eat flies. He'd catch yes, the flies and, and then, yeah, okay. Yes, and there's plenty of that in Renfield. Is there really? Is what, yes, because the, the bugs give him superpowers, and so he can, he can do awesome action movie things. Wait, okay. In this hold, hold, day. Wait, the bugs sort of, sort of play on the Spider-Man getting bitten by the spider and therefore he became a superhero so if you eat bugs you can become a superhero as well i know th- because the powers came from dracula but they activate when he eats the bugs you may be getting the impression that this movie is a mess uh you would be <laughs> correct um this movie is really i really wanted to enjoy this movie i like the idea of it i love Nicolas cage as dracula i think that's really fun and Nicolas cage is having a lot of fun but 
the movie is edited really terribly. It is Aww. manic and cluttered. Uh, the first half hour of the movie is kind of actively difficult to watch. There's a lot of voiceover going on that is clearly trying to kind of stitch the edit of the movie together. It, it's just really, really manic time, and it can't quite figure out if it wants to be goofy, if it wants to be an action movie. There's a lot of stuff about drug-dealing gangsters in the movie, and I just want to be like, hey, I think whoa, we whoa, already whoa. had a villain in this movie, wait, wait, and wait. his name is Dracula. Oh, wait, why do they need drug-selling villains if they already like you said already have dracula what's what's it's, the it's connection a great question it's okay. a great question because um, i mean I, yeah. I would go to see this just because well nicholas cage has now reached that point he's not an actor anymore he's a caricature and he's a meme yeah exactly and 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 just to see him dressed in the makeup and that that's enough to get me into the theater and all yeah, they had to do is play off of a, that all they had to do was yeah. play off of that right and he's genuinely having a great time as Dracula. He's probably the best part of the movie. Well, it's important to note, he's not the most important character in the movie. He's maybe he's like a supporting character. It's, no. it's a very Yeah, it's a very strangely assembled movie. It feels like a movie that was supposed to be 2 hours and then the studio sliced like 30 minutes off of it. There's some fun to be had, but it's probably fun best had on maybe a discount day or streaming at home when it comes out that way. Oh, I, that that makes me sad. I was I had big I hopes know. for this. Yeah, and especially like Nicolas Cage is coming off of Pig, which I think is one of his best performances. He's coming off of what? And the the movie Pig, uh, which came Peg out. Pig or Pig? Pig, P I G, like oink oink. Um, how, how did I miss it, this? How, what was that about? It was a smaller. It was a smaller independent movie about a. a it's very hard to explain, but a, a guy living out in the woods with a, a truffle pig, and his truffle pig gets kidnapped, and so he kind of tries to find the people who stole his pig. And I know that all sounds very silly, but it's a really, really lovely, melancholy, really terrific movie, and I would say maybe Nicolas Cage's best performance. I know Nicolas Cage just gave an interview where Be- wait, I think he better said than that, The that Rock. Was he was better in Pig than in The Rock. This is going to be hard to believe, but I don't know if The Rock makes my top five Nicolas Cage performances. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, don't think pig. that. Pig. Okay, wait a minute. I got to. I got to make a note here. Watch Pig. All right. It's so a good, it's a very good movie. It's right, a very good movie. So and that's interesting because there are a lot of really good movies going on at the Milwaukee Film Festival, and I know you want to talk a little bit about that this morning as well. Yeah, so that starts on Thursday. It runs from April 20th to uh, May the 4th, and if you thought to yourself, hold on, isn't that final day Star Wars Day? Yes, it is, and in celebration of that, their closing night movie is a documentary about the notorious Star Wars Christmas special. I don't know if you know about the Star Wars Christmas <laughs> I special. I do. It's famously George Lucas like denies it exists. You can only watch it on like like hacked VHSs and stuff like that. Oh. They're going to do a do- they have a, there's a documentary about that. Um, they've got a bunch of really good stuff. Their centerpiece movie this year is a documentary about Little Richard and Ooh. his place in rock and roll history. Uh, a bunch of really good dramas. There's there's one called How to Blow Up a Pump- uh, Pipeline that has become a really big indie hit right now about eco-terrorists trying to take down a pipeline. It's supposed to be very intense, very good. Uh, it's just a really incredible lineup. There's stuff for kids. There's stuff for, you know, late-night horror hounds who were disappointed by Renfield. <laughs> uh, there's a bunch of... There's, they've got uh, the original Metropolis, the silent movie, complete with a live orchestra playing alongside it. Oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, I really... It's very cool, and it's a really one-of-a-kind experience. If you've never seen a silent film with a live orchestra in a movie theater, it is unlike any movie experience you've ever had. I highly recommend checking that out. And Metropolis is still gorgeous. I mean, it's 100 years old practically at this point, but it is still just an absolute technical stunner. Um, Yeah, a lot of great stuff. Check out the full lineup at onmilwaukee.com or at mkefilm.org. I always tell people, if you can't find a movie at the film festival that interests you, you might just not have interest. You might just not be an interesting person. (laughs) Now, can you still get tickets for most of these films? Absolutely. Tickets are on sale. You can get passes. Uh, You can get individual movie tickets, all sorts of really good stuff. Again, horror movies, comedies, kids movies, all running the gamut of material. 
I know there's a bunch of music docs this year that are really interesting. I I really highly uh, Enter the Dragon, the Bruce Lee classic, is going to be on the big screen again uh, for the film festival. A bunch of really fun stuff coming this year. Oh, can't wait to talk to you next week after you start watching some of these films. Matt Miller, it is always great to have you here, and we will check out all of your reviews and your stories at onmilwaukee.com. Thanks for joining us. This is Wisconsin's Weekend Morning News with Liddy Collins. A little bit later on this hour, we've got a, a preview of our conversation with a convicted murderer. You're, you don't want to miss that. Though. Right now, though, we are looking forward to that game. <laughs> I think the tip-off is at 5.30 this afternoon, and it is going to be a big one with the Bucks and the Heat. And joining us is Justin Garcia from the Milwaukee Bucks Radio Network. And Justin, uh, first of all, let's start talking about the Heat, because were you surprised that they beat the Bulls for this seed the other, the other night on Friday? Um, I wasn't, uh, good morning, Libby. I wasn't surprised by that result as much as I was the Heat. So the way the play-in works is if you're one of the seven or eight seeds, you got two chances to make the playoffs. The Heat lost their first one. And I think many of us thought they would have won that first one. If that were the case, they'd be playing the Celtics instead of the Bucks. The Heat and Bulls are pretty evenly matched. But I think uh, all of us kind of assumed the Heat would get the seventh seed and you wouldn't have to worry about them if you were the Bucks. Mm, okay, now, so I get the sense then that you're a bit concerned about today's game? Well, I, I'm not concerned in the sense of will the Heat win the series, but it, they're not a fun team to play. They have a lot of experience in the postseason, and the way that they play, it's very conducive to the playoffs. They have a very good coach in Eric Spolstra. Jimmy Butler has given the Bucks fits in the past, but in recent history, they've done a much better job against him and against this team overall. So I would still say the Bucks should win this series rather easily, but I, I think the difference will be it's not going to be like the, the first-round series these two teams played two years ago where the Bucks swept them and they blew them out in all but one of those games. I think they'll win – very good chance they win in four, but these might be close games. Oh, really? Okay, so what should we watch for? Right now, the Bucks don't have any injuries, correct? Yeah, it's it's basically the first time all year the injury report is clean for them. All right. In Miami, on the other hand, they've got a couple people that may not be playing? Uh, it sounds like there's uncertainty coming into the game, but they're pretty good as well as of their latest update. So they should be pretty healthy as well, two healthy teams for this. What are some of the matches you're going to be looking for on the court? Well, the big thing for the Bucks is going to be, I mentioned the name Jimmy Butler, but how do you prevent him from going off? Last The last time they played, we saw Giannis defend Jimmy Butler and giving him some more size seemed to give him problems. When the Heat beat the Bucks back in 2020 in the playoffs, Jimmy Butler had a huge series, and a guy that the Bucks have now, and Jay Crowder was a big piece of that as well. So, He's going to help the Bucks with, with slowing down Jimmy Butler. And also, Bam Adebayo, how you kind of neutralize him because all of Miami's offense runs through him. He's basically a point guard that's playing center for them. So can Brooke Lopez do a good job of, of minimizing the damage that he causes? Who are the guys that we should watch for to see um, you know, falling? Deliberate, some of those deliberate falls that take place on the court. Is there anybody you'd be watching for? Well, you know, Miami is a team. So it's interesting in that we've seen rule changes this year that Miami was the first team to really adopt against the Bucks with the, the take foul. So in other words, if you're starting a fast break, you would just follow Giannis to make sure it's not a layup or a dunk. And, and you know, the Bucks have to start in the half court. That's been eliminated this year. Miami was a team that really pioneered that mm-hmm. against the Bucks. When you get to the playoffs, you get a lot more physical fouls. Jimmy Butler is certainly one of those guys. But as I mentioned, you know, Jay Crowder, he's one of those guys that you hate to play against. It's very similar to P.J. Tucker. You hate to play against, but when he's on your team, you love him. And the good <laughs> thing for the Bucks is they've had to go against him for years, and now he's on their team. Oh, okay. So do you want to make a prediction as to how you, you said you're, you're, you know, obviously Bucks have home court advantage here at Fiserv, but do you want, do you want to stick your neck out? <laughs> um, 
You know what? I'll be I'll play it safe and I'll say the Bucks win the series in five, and I'll say Miami takes a game. Uh, whenever that happens, it seems like it's always the road team will win in game four, where it's your last chance before being eliminated, and you take that one. So I'll say that's what we see. If the Bucks win in four, it wouldn't shock me. The surprise to me would be if this series goes past five games. Oh, okay. So if it goes past five, that's where we maybe got to – well, we may want to be sweating a little bit. If it, if it goes past five, that's when you start to have a little bit of a concern start to creep in. Maybe not so much with this series, but what does this mean for our next opponent and potentially the big matchup everybody is anticipating with the Celtics? That should be a fun one. Well, fingers crossed. I know you're going to be there today, Justin, and we'll be listening. Milwaukee Bucks Radio Network, thank you so much for joining us this morning. You bet, Libby. Okay, take care. And as a matter of fact, it's four. Is it four o'clock or four four o'clock today? Greg Matzik's going to be here with a shoot around, right? Okay, so our coverage starts today four o'clock with Greg. Then, of course, the game itself. Can't wait. Oh, wait a minute. You're saying three o'clock? Tell tell Isaac. Open your microphone. Tell me again. Three o'clock. Three o'clock. Three o'clock is Buck shoot around. Okay. Well, we'll be listening to that. It is nine thirteen, and we have fifty three degrees at WTMJ. Light the beam in Sacramento. What a night for the Kings in their first playoff victory in nearly 17 years. One more. Fox walks into the three. Here's your answer. De'Aaron Fox is him. Mark Jones on the call from ESPN. The Kings survive a late rally against the Warriors. 126-123 the final. They end the NBA's longest playoff victory drought at 16 years and 351 days. Elsewhere, as the NBA playoffs tipped off on Saturday, the 76ers defeated the Nets 121-101. The Celtics dominated the Hawks 112-99. The Knicks knocked off the Cavs on the road 101-97. And tonight, the Bucks are back in action. Game one of their best of seven series with the Miami Heat. Tip-off is at 4.30. Our coverage starts at 3 right here on WTMJ, live from Viser Forum. Out West, the Brewers taking on the Padres. They had a hot start in this one. Lugo's 2-1 pitch, and Winker rips it down the right field line. That's going to drop in there for a base hit. Extra bases for Winker. Yelich is being waved around third. Here's the relay to the plate, and Yelich slides in there with the left hand safely. Jesse Winker with an RBI double, and the Brewers take a 1-0 lead. Lane Grindle on the call. Despite leading 2-0 after one, the Brewers would actually fall in this one by a 10-3 final. Here's manager Craig Council. We got men on base. Just, you know, we, we, we just missed the next hit for the rest of the game, really. You know, we created a lot of traffic. It's just a day, so multiple innings with, with guys on, just missing the next hit. The finale of this four-game series is today. You can hear it over on 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee. Starting at 310, it'll be you, Darvish, against Wade Miley. For WTMJ Sports, I'm Dominic Catronio. Thanks a lot, Dominic. It's 927. We have 53 degrees at WTMJ. I'll have your forecast right after this on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. Got a chance of showers today. What do you mean chance? It is showering out there. It's going to be breezy. Temperatures started out uh, a little bit warmer to this early, early this morning. Overnight, we're at 59. They've been dropping throughout the early morning hours. We're going to be dropping throughout the day, getting down Tonight to 33 degrees. That's when we have a chance of a mixture of snow showers, anywhere from a trace to about two inches of snow throughout southeastern Wisconsin, further north, further west, a lot more than that. The tomorrow light snow, blustery, a high of 42. We warm up again on Tuesday under sunny skies, 50 degrees. And then Wednesday and Thursday looks like we've got a chance of, for some scattered showers, 53 on Wednesday and up to 58 on Thursday. Uh, currently, Port Washington, 49 degrees. Brookfield's at 52. Oak Creek has 52. We have 53 degrees at WTMJ at 921. The following is a paid presentation. Advice and opinions expressed during the Sunday sip are solely that of the hosts or guests and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC. I woke up like this, feel like I'm making only one thing 
Comfort food in Wisconsin. What's more comfortable and what's more Wisconsin than a grilled cheese sandwich? Welcome into another edition of a Sunday Sip here on WTMJ. My name is Brian D. The Wisconsin Grilled Cheese Championships are returning to Dodgeville on April 29th. Joining us now on WTMJ is Jenna Vondra. She is the executive director of the Dodgeville Area Chamber of Commerce. Jenna, thank you so much for taking the time. I want to start by asking about the history of this event. How did the Wisconsin Grilled Cheese Championships come about? Yeah, so the Grilled Cheese Championship came about to kind of highlight our, our farmers um, and give a little bit of shout-out to them. And, and what better way to represent our farmers and showcase them than a grilled cheese sandwich? Well, absolutely. And this has been going on for 10 years now. It's the 10th anniversary of the event in Dodgeville uh, on April the 29th. What do you have to do to qualify to participate in the Grilled Cheese Championship? Is it as simple as signing up, or is there a rigorous competition to get to this point? There is not. It's it's as simple as signing up. You just have to go out to our website, um, grilledcheesewisconsin.com, and um, sign up to compete. That's fantastic. So Jenna Vondra joins us here on WTMJ. She is the executive director uh, of the Dodgeville Area Chamber of Commerce. Jenna, I imagine you've been to to the event uh, on several different occasions, maybe even sampled some of the sandwiches that are being contested. What sets a championship-level grilled cheese sandwich apart from the rest? Yeah, it's just uh, being unique and creative in the way that you create your sandwich um, and different ingredients that you use. Um, All of our ingredients need to be somewhat Wisconsin-based, and it's just kind of stepping out of the box and trying new things. Is there one that sticks out in your head from the last couple of years that maybe had one of those special ingredients? Is there bacon or ham or a special kind of bread that somebody used that sticks out in your mind? Oh, I always love a sourdough bread and Mm. and some bacon on there. So, (laughs) Absolutely. That'll set you apart for sure. Once again, the Wisconsin Grilled Cheese Championships coming up April 29th at Lee Memorial Pavilion in Dodgeville, 10th anniversary of this event. Jenna, is there anything special going on being that it is a nice round 10th anniversary of this event? Anything special to celebrate that, that milestone? Um, we are just kind of up in our game a little bit on the things that are, are t- the traditional part of the grilled cheese sandwich competition. Um, we also kind of have a little, hoping to have a little bit bigger kids area. Um, we are going to have a Lego building contest for the kids as well. Um, we're going to have a Bloody Mary bar. We'll have our food trucks um, and food booths. Um, our vendors are going to be there. Um, they're all from all over Wisconsin, so we're super excited about that. Bloody Mary bar with a grilled cheese sandwich. That is a marriage made in heaven for sure on the uh, Wisconsin Springs Saturday. Now, Jenna, I know there are different ticket levels for folks that want to attend the Wisconsin Grilled Cheese Championships. You can just go and hang out and uh, experience the food trucks and the vendors like you just talked about. Or there's a VIP level ticket. What's the distinction and what do you get with the VIP level ticket? Yeah, so our general admission is free. Um, and the VIP ticket you can purchase for $30. Um, and with that ticket, you get into the event, um, you get a free drink, you get a free cup of tomato soup from Bob's um, Bitch and Barbecue, and you get four samples of our grilled cheese um, samples from the com- competitors. Um, and then you also get a swag bag full of goodies from different businesses um, around Wisconsin. That's the best part about about these VIP tickets in my mind is you feel like you're judging the event in a lot of ways. Like you feel like you have some agency over actually who might win because you get to sample the actual sandwiches that are being contested and competed. Once again, Wisconsin Grilled Cheese Championship coming to Dodgeville April the 29th. The doors open at the Lee Memorial uh, Memorial Pavilion, excuse me, uh, at 10:45 in the morning. Jenna, uh, are you from Dodgeville originally or from the southwestern portion of the state? I am not from Dodgeville originally, but I have lived here for 13 years. Oh, so you you are well-versed with all the great things going on in the southwest portion of the state. I know that's a big thing uh, for the Grilled Cheese Championship every year, is getting people to experience that part of the state, southwest of Madison there. Um, uh, hotels are available in the area. What else is going on for folks that maybe want to come in from a different portion of the state and make a weekend out of this? 
Yeah, so we have wonderful hotels that you can stay here. We have wonderful small business uh, shops and restaurants to try out and come out and see. Um, We have our Governor Dodge State Park, which is amazing to come out and just hike around and different things to see there, waterfalls. Um, We have different lakes and um, trails and biking that you can do as well. So come make a weekend out of it. Yeah, I can attest as well. My uh, my wife's family is from the area, so uh, everything Jenna just said, I can attest to you personally. It's a beautiful part of the state, especially uh, as the uh, the winter fades into spring, like it will at the end of the month of April uh, around the Grilled Cheese Championships. Last thing for you, Jenna, how can folks once again get their hands on some tickets if they want to come to this event? Yeah, so you can go to our website, uh, grilledcheesewisconsin.com. Um, otherwise, you can call the chamber office and um, or visit our website um, to get more information on it. Once again, the website, grilledcheesewisconsin.com, the 10th anniversary of the Wisconsin Grilled Cheese Championship, April 29th, doors open at 1045. Get your hands on some VIP tickets. Jenna, thank you so much for the time on WTMJ's Sunday Sip. I'll see you at the Bloody Mary Bar. Sound good? Awesome. Can't wait. This has been your Sunday sip on News Radio 620 WTMJ for the Wisconsin Grilled Cheese Championships. I'm Brian D. Hmm, Brian, sounds like I'm going to have grilled cheese sandwich for lunch today. It is 928 and 53 degrees at WTMJ. Welcome back to the final half hour of Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. I'm Libby Collins. It's 935. I don't think I've mentioned this on the air before, but my own brother just recently passed from, well, it was called progressive supranuclear palsy, which is a form of Parkinson's disease. And joining us is Kelly Cieslak. She is the executive director of the Wisconsin Parkinson Association. And Kelly, this is National Parkinson's Awareness Month. A lot of families out there have been affected. Tell us why it's so important that we need to talk about it. This month, we want people to be aware of the disease so that individuals living with Parkinson's can get connected with the resources and support they need. want families and loved ones to learn more about it so that they can be better about supporting and connecting with the resources. Finding a cure is important. Getting diagnosed is very isolating and our job is to connect people and families with the resources that they need upon diagnosis to live their best lives with Parkinson's. Is it devastating to people when they are first diagnosed. Yes. So, I mean, ultimately people hear it and it's shocking and they're thinking, okay, you know, although there's no cure, there are treatment options that are available, you know, and it's not fatal. It can be managed through lifestyle changes and medication. So one thing that the WPA, Wisconsin Parkinson Association offers is hope. We want to connect people with exercise groups and support groups with like-minded individuals or people going through the same situations that they are because they get a short amount of time with the doctors and the neurologists or a movement disorder specialist, but then they go home and it's okay, then what, right? And so we want to connect with them so that they're connected with a support group with others who are going through the same situation. Studies have shown that exercise and movement can slow the progression of the disease. It's a progressive disease, but you know, movement really can help with some of those symptoms. We don't have a cure for it, at least now, but there are treatment yeah. options that are available to many. There's different medications or there's different surgeries and different things like deep brain stimulation. And not all of those treatments or medications, going and talking to someone's neurologist, one treatment might work for somebody that might not work for another person. But really, some people will have symptoms such as slowness or rigidity in their limbs and neck or a tremor or some balance issues, please go get it checked out. Doing nothing is not the right thing. We're here with Kelly Cease, like She is the executive director of the Wisconsin Parkinson Association, and you have a symposium that's coming up. What can you share about that? That's our biggest educational event, and that is on April 25th, and we're really, really excited about that because that's at the Brookfield Conference Center. We have over 450 people registered. We are bringing medical professionals and movement specialists and all different resources at the Brookfield Conference Center in for people with Parkinson's and their loved ones to learn more about research and different information about Parkinson's and then just also have that sense of community about we're all in this together to learn about the illness, but also there's hope and just really to come together and have a fun day. And then also how do we 
implement that to help people live their best lives with Parkinson's. And we're also looking at having some other more robust events throughout the state as well, because we're a nonprofit and a statewide organization looking to bring more in-person events throughout the state. We will be recording some of those sessions and have those on our site, but we also will be getting out and coming to a community near you as well. Positive attitude is really important. That's very hard at times. You know, there's a lot of mental health resources. You're not alone. Reach out at wiparkinson.org. It's 938. I'm Libby Collins. What does the voice of a murderer sound like? You'll find out right after this. It's all ahead on Wisconsin Week in Morning News. I'm Libby Collins on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. Well, Ed Hennings sold drugs and he killed a man on Milwaukee's northwest side. He received a 40-year sentence and he told me his story. The day this happened, a relative of mine got jumped by a couple guys in the community, according to his recollection of what happened. So he came and got me and I said, I know some of the guys that be out there. So we walked over there, me and him. And I began the same routine that I always go through. Hey, man, is everything all right? And it was me and him. And it was about 10 to 15 other people. And I just began to ask those questions like, what's going on, man? Everything okay? Never raised my voice, went after anybody. Just trying to do what I normally do. I straighten these type of things out. So my relative, he began to argue with a couple of guys that was in the yard. He started to say, hey, man, you guys jumped on me, and I didn't appreciate that. I, I don't and think he used those words, yeah, right? Yeah, he didn't yeah, use okay. those <laughs> words. And they began to say right back at him, like, whatever, well, it's to it. So as I was getting this thing under control, three other guys showed up, and they didn't look too happy about us being there. My street senses kicked in. I said, oh, wow, this is not going to be good. They were coming fast, and I was just like, hey, can you tell those guys that we're not here for any trouble? Nobody said a word. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, my goodness. Uh, so once again, my street senses kick in. I stick my hand in my pocket where I carry my gun at and I put my hand on it. And the guys came up. One guy went straight up to my relative and he got nose to nose with them. And you can see him jawing back and forth. You can just see spit coming out of both of them's mouths. And the tension is high. The altercation ensued with the guy that was in front of the relative of mine. His hand went up under his shirt. And at that moment, I pulled out the gun and I pushed my relative out the way and I shot my gun two times. How did convicted murderer Ed Hennings turn his life around? Well, you can hear the entire interview this morning at 11 o'clock on WTMJ Conversations. It's 943. Looks like we're in for some snow overnight. Uh, not too much, maybe a trace to two inches, but if you're going further west or further north, you've got some winter storm warnings in there. Uh, right now, our temperature, 53 degrees at WTMJ. Milwaukee Bucks playoff basketball returns tonight at Pfizer Forum as the Bucks kick off their series with the Miami Heat. Our coverage starts at 3 o'clock right here on WTMJ for a 4.30 tip-off for the best-of-seven series, rematching the two teams from the 2021 first round. Elsewhere on Saturday in the NBA playoffs, the 76ers defeated the Nets 121-101 behind a double-double from James Harden. The Celtics knocked off the Hawks 112-99 to open that series. Jalen Brown had 29-12. The Knicks beat the Cavs in Cleveland 101-97 despite 38 from Donovan Mitchell. And the Kings, yes, Sacramento can rejoice. Their first playoff win in nearly 17 years. They defeat the Warriors 126-123. Elsewhere today, the Lakers and the Grizzlies in Memphis will tip at 2 o'clock. The Clippers and Suns out in Phoenix at 7. And the Timberwolves and the Nuggets finish the night in Denver at 9.30. Yesterday, it was all Padres in Game 3 of the series with the Brewers. 2-0 pitch. Hit in the air into center. Backing up Mitchell. Back onto the track. Turning around. It's gone. Second home run of the day, Jake Cronenworth. Josh Maurer on the call here on WTMJ, manager Craig Council. You know, we got two quick outs. They did a nice job uh, putting together a rally, you know, after the first two hitters to, to collect three runs. They got a little swing and bunt to extend the inning and just put some base hits together so that, you know, give them some credit. The Padres would win the game 10-3, to but there was a scary moment in this one for the Brewers. Rookie reliever Gus Varlin was struck by a comebacker off the bat of Manny Machado. Luckily, his hand got in the way before striking him in the jaw. X-rays were negative. He's considered day-to-day. Today, the finale of that series, it'll be at 310 on 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee. For WTMJ Sports, I'm Dominic Catronio. Thank you, Dominic. Looking forward to that game today. That's going to be a fun 
911. And of course, you can hear it right here on WTMJ. It's 946. We'll have your forecast right after this. It's all ahead on Wisconsin Weekend Morning News. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. We've already reached our high temperature for the day. They're going to be falling throughout the day. Um, By tonight, we're going to be down to 33 degrees with a chance of some snow showers, maybe as much as two inches, but uh, just a trace in some other areas. There's some light rain going on right now. Tomorrow looks like some light snow. It'll be blustery with a high of 42. Right now in Racine, 51 degrees. Mequon has 54. It's 49 at Oconomowoc and 53 at WTMJ at 9.50. The following is a paid presentation. Advice and opinions expressed during the Sunday sip are solely that of the hosts or guests and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC. I am joined on the Sunday sip by Stephanie Kletch. She is the president and CEO of Visit Lake Geneva. Stephanie, thank you so much for being with us. Oh, it's nice to be with you, John. One of my favorite parts of the state. I absolutely love Lake Geneva. And in the spring, as we think about summer, it's super, super special. Hey, can we start with Restaurant Week? Because this is a really cool deal, Stephanie. Tell us about Restaurant Week. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, You love Lake Geneva, and Lake Geneva loves you. So (laughs) Restaurant Week is coming up April 22nd through the 30th. And we're featuring 30 restaurants. And, John, since you last visited us, Mm -hmm. we have four new restaurants. And, um, holy cow, it's taken it to the next level. Yeah. We have a restaurant called House of Bogini. And this Mm. is a real quaint restaurant with European-American influences. But it specializes in clean food and scratch-made herb and spiced infused dishes. Wow. It's all about, oh, it's awesome. It's all about being sourced responsibly. Um, it is charming. It is unique. It is quaint. There's greenery throughout. So um, House of Brigini is a new one. And I know you love Mexican food. Oh, yeah, so I do. We have, we have Guac Star. So Guac Star is downtown, <laughs> and it's got your traditional tacos, burritos, quesadillas, um, but they do frozen wine drinks, Ooh. and it's in this super casual kind of place where you get to know the person sitting next to you. So oh, if fun. you want to peace and quiet, this isn't the place for you. <laughs> so, um, but you know, we really in Lake Geneva had to up our food game many game many many years ago because Milwaukee, Madison, and Chicago mm-hmm. have incredible, you know, an incredible culinary scene. Yep. And so Lake Geneva over the last decade has transformed into having some of the state's, state's best supper clubs, chop houses, seafood, Italian, um, you know, Japanese, mm-hmm. uh, Thai. Uh, it's a really impressive culinary scene. It's amazing to have 30 top-tier restaurants, casual, fancy, every sort of food, 30. That is a big deal. It is. And, and we're also doing something. So if you're maybe watching your weight or want to be healthy, mm-hmm. we have um, uh, this thing called Sips and Snacks. Ooh. So you, you can go to a coffee shop and have a little sip and a snack. You can go to this place called High Point Nutrition that does healthy protein shakes um, and healthy teas. So it's a full gamut. But what's really cool about Restaurant Week is, aside from nine days of culinary mm-hmm. delights, we <laughs> have what's called the charity check. And thanks to our friends at Tito's, um, you get to vote. They'll give you a ballot at the end of your meal. Mm-hmm. You get to vote for your favorite charity in the region. And if you don't know about the charity because you're not from the region, it's okay. It'll have a little bit about each charity. And the winning charity will get $5,000 to use. And then there are five runner-ups that each receive $1,000. Wow. That's cool. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's Wow. How fun. How fun. Giving back. I love that. Uh, Stephanie Kletz with us, the president and CEO. Visit Lake Geneva. Golf is huge in Lake Geneva. Championship courses. How many courses are there in the area? 
Um, we have uh, 10, 10 courses on six different properties. Wow. And I got to tell you, there's some cool things coming up because mm-hmm. Destination Geneva National is one of them. And that's along Lake Como, which is just four miles from uh, Lake Geneva itself. But yeah. they have 54 holes of award-winning golf um, designed by legends like Arnold Palmer, Gary Player, and Lee Trevino. But what they're doing coming up in June is an event called the Beauty and the Beast. So professional <laughs> golfer John Daly is going to be playing, oh, wow. uh, and I never say her last name right, Paige Sporanic. Um, yeah, that's and, right. And she's, yeah, she's the golf goddess, you know, and just really uh, uh, not too bad to look at for any person. And so yeah, she's Beauty okay. and the Beast. Yeah, <laughs> she has millions of followers, and there's a reason. Um, I don't quite look the same in my golf attire as Paige. But, um, so Girl, you look good. Don't cheat yourself. <laughs> Thank you. But, um, you know, whether it's an affordable co- uh, course like Evergreen, which is an Elkhorn, mm-hmm. it's rated mm-hmm. four stars by Golf Digest, and it's really the most affordable in the region. Um, we've got Hawksview Golf Club. That's a public course that is stunning. Mm-hmm. It's five-star rated. Um, and they also have this family-friendly um, par three course that was ranked in the top ten nationally. Um, we have Majestic Oaks at Lake Lawn Resort, which has you know deep sand bunkers and 250-plus yeah. tree-lined acres. Um, we have, of course, the Grand Geneva Resort, mm-hmm. and they're they're famous for the Brute, which is over seven thousand yards. It's one of the oh most challenging gosh. layouts in the Midwest, um, and they have the Highlands, which is a, a Scottish style course. Um, and then there's Abbey Springs, and they have this incredible mm-hmm. view of Lake Geneva. And when I golf there, and I'm awful, I was mesmerized by their luxury <laughs> golf carts because you can charge up your phone. It's got the GPS. So oh, that's um, fun. if you love to golf, this is this is the area for you. Hey, quickly, Majestic Oaks has something cool going on coming up on Cinco de Mayo. What's that about? You know, it's interesting because it's the first time they're doing it, and I can't say I even understand it, so I'm learning about this <laughs> event myself. So it's, it's a first time, and uh, it sounds really cool, and I couldn't even really try to explain it. It's going to be fun. It's Cinco de Mayo. It's going to involve <laughs> margaritas. I bet you can bet on that. Uh, Stephanie Kletzer, yeah, president yeah. and CEO of Visit Lake Geneva. What's the website, Stephanie, if people want more information? Uh, just be sure to go to visitlakegeneva.com, and you're going to find all the restaurants, all the golf course, and all the fun spring and summer activities you need. It is a great website. She's awesome. She's Stephanie Collette. Always good to have you with us. Thank you so much, Stephanie. Oh, thank you, John. And it's always great to have John McCure on a Sunday morning. Coming up after the news, it's the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian and David Wickard. I'm Libby Collins, and I'll be back at 11 talking with a convicted murderer on WTMJ Conversations. Buck's coverage begins at 3 on WTMJ.